want to welcome you back to Search the Scriptures today. We're just so thankful to have this opportunity to be with you and open up God's Word and all of us study together. We try to present a kind of format of Bible study in this program that is easy to listen to, non-threatening, uh, kind of the sense that we're all sitting around the kitchen table with our Bibles open, discussing it together. We want to help you learn the Bible better, and in doing so, help you come closer to God helping your faith grow stronger and deeper. And we'd love to have the opportunity to do so more than just on this radio program. If you have a pencil or pen and piece of paper ready at the end of the program today, as we always do, we'll give you the information, how to contact us, and you can request a free Bible study, and you can study on your own, right there in your home, right from God's Word, and you can see what it says for yourself. So have that pencil or pen ready, that piece of paper, and we'll give you that information in just a little while. In the meantime, it's good to be here today again with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. It's certainly wonderful for me to be on the program as well today. I'd like to welcome each who is listening to us out there on the radio. We appreciate you being with us. We're glad that you've tuned in to Search the Scriptures, and we pray that the time we spend together in God's Word will be beneficial for you. And you know, you're right, Gary. We, we try to make the program here on Search the Scriptures one that is easy for people to listen to and to get involved in, and yet we really want to try our best to make sure we handle God's Word in an accurate fashion, because God's Word is the only authority for our spiritual lives, and we want to make sure that we're staying true and that we're staying accurate to it as we present the information on this program. So again, we do thank you for being with us today. And as always, we pray that through these efforts, God may be glorified, that he will receive the praise and the honor he so rightly deserves. Amen. Dennis, we're going to enter into a new line of study today, and uh, we're going to look at something that's uh, central to Christianity mm -hmm. and central to our understanding God's will for our lives and what he has done for us. And that is the death of Christ. Yes. If we talk about just Christianity, if we just mention the word, I think a lot of people probably would almost immediately have brought up in their mind's eye Christ on the cross. I think you're right, Gary. Uh, for many people, if you would ask them what is the central focus or the one essential of Christianity, I believe many people would say just that. It was the crucifixion of Jesus. And certainly I think we can understand that that was pretty much it, mm -hmm. at least as, as we look at it from our human perspective. Now we could get a little deeper and we could say, well, God's love and mm -hmm. God's uh, foreknowledge of our sin problem and mm -hmm. his having that willingness to send his son to the cross. Yes. Uh, but when we just boil it down to our human perspective, Christ died on that cross. Mm -hmm. That's about as bottom line as it gets for us. Yes, it really is. Now, we want to begin to look at that death and the cross, and we want to ask the question, what was accomplished by the death of Christ? Mm -hmm. I think we become so familiar with the idea, the concept that Jesus died on that cross. Now we may even take it a little farther and say, Jesus died on that cross for us. Mm -hmm. But we've said that so many times. We've heard that so many times. Maybe we've read it so many times in, in literature, 
has to do with Bible classes or whatever, that I'm afraid, you know, the old saying, familiarity breeds contempt. Mm -hmm. I think there's some truth in that. Yes. We can become so accustomed to hearing something Mm -hmm. that the meaning Mm -hmm. behind what we're hearing kind of loses its zing, so to speak. Yes, I think that can certainly happen. We, we become so accustomed to a particular point of knowledge or information that its real meaning just doesn't have as much meaning for mm-hmm. us. That's, that's right. And we need to understand what was accomplished by the death of Christ. Yes, we, we do. We need to have a really good basic understanding. Mm-hmm. Now, we live in a really fast-paced culture mm-hmm. uh, today. And again, we like quick information. We like quick results. We have that, as we've talked about, that microwave mentality. Mm-hmm. And certainly when it comes to information, we want to be able to get it right now. Yes. Jump on the internet, pull up a website, mm-hmm. uh, get on our smartphone, call up some particular website on the smartphone, uh, send a text, ask somebody if what for a question. We want it back right now. Yes, we do. Well, we don't like buying an appliance or a tool or a computer or a computer program or anything. And then we have to read 150 pages of instructions. (laughs) No, we don't like that at all. And I'm one of them that doesn't like that. Yeah. I'll readily admit. (laughs) Me too. I've often thought that uh, for parents who buy gifts for their children uh, during the holiday season, one of the most insidious statements you can ever see on those boxes or packages is some assembly required. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I think that goes along the same line. Yes, yes. Then you get that instruction sheet that unfolds, you know, eight Mm -hmm. or ten times and you got this little print on there and all these illustrations. And then you're spending the next two or three hours putting (laughs) trying to figure I hope I'm getting all the the right parts and the right slots and all of that stuff. And you're That's looking it. for all the little screws and bolts. It, it, it really can be something <laughs> of a nightmare. Yes. We don't like that. No. We want an instruction card, perhaps, or a brochure, mm-hmm. something just a few pages, easy to understand. Mm-hmm. And preferably, if we could just open up the box and have it all of a sudden just kind of jump out and assemble itself, that'd mm-hmm. be even better. There, just plug it in and you're yeah. ready to go. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, Many people, though, have that same philosophy, that same mindset in regards to religion. Hmm. Uh, just tell me what it is. Give it to me. Lay it on me. I, I've got to be someplace in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. What does God want me to do? What's this Christianity stuff all about? Well, actually reading the Bible is too much of a nuisance, isn't it? It takes too much time. I'm afraid for many people that's true, and yet... If we really want to get to the crux of Christianity, if we really want to understand it, if we really seek to be diligent in following God his way, there's no other way we're going to accomplish it. No, you're right. And in fact, we're instructed, we're admonished in God's word to be diligent about reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15. There we're told... Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So be diligent. 
Now, that's mm-hmm. a strong word, isn't it? Oh, it really is. Yes, it requires a definite effort on the part of mankind. Yes, in fact, a strong effort. Yes. And the idea here is a continual effort. Mm-hmm. Because you're not just going to read the Bible in a brief period of time, and certainly if you read it through one time, uh, you're not going to get it all. You're not going to have no. it all down. That's right. And the idea here is you want to be able to stand before God approved and the condition upon which that can be accomplished as laid out in this particular passage is that you need to know what the Bible says and how to make the right applications yes. from what it says. That's exactly right. That's key. That's mm-hmm. very important. So. Actually reading the Bible is what is required, or at least part of what is required. And so we've got to, get, we've got to lose this mindset that, now that just takes too much time, mm-hmm. too much effort. I don't want to have to put that much energy into it. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to ask yourself, do you want to go to heaven? That's right. And if we do read it, we may not want to expend the time and effort and energy and thought process necessary to really understand some particularly challenging text. Mm -hmm. We have an example from the Bereans Mm -hmm. during uh, one of Paul's missionary journeys, and we really get a good lesson from their approach to Bible study. Acts chapter 17, verses 10 and 11. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. So they wanted to know, didn't they? They did. And it wasn't just a wish for them Mm -hmm. or just kind of a lackadaisical desire. Mm -hmm. They put themselves into making sure that what they had been taught, something they would, could understand. Yes. And they did that by searching the scriptures daily. Mm-hmm. That was really a demonstration of their desire to know God and to know God's word more accurately and more completely. Yes, yes. You know, that is in contrast to the way so many of us are today. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in high school, we would be assigned books to read regularly mm-hmm. for our literature classes. And a whole lot of people bought a whole lot of Cliff Note versions. Yes. And the idea was just kind of a consolidated, you know, a, a concise, really honed down mm-hmm. version of what the book was supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. So if the book was 400 pages, you buy a Cliff Notes version, it might be 80 pages or so. Yes. And you're supposed to get just the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we want in our Christianity yes. from the Bible. We just hey, I don't want to read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Don't give me all that stuff. Don't lay all that stuff on me. Just, mm-hmm. just give me the Cliff Notes version. Yes. Or better yet, if we could just have somebody, you know, kind of recorded on a on a, a CD and, you know, let us play it for 20 minutes on our way to work. Mm-hmm. And that ought to be enough, shouldn't it? We can get it all in 20 minutes, can't we? <laughs> this is similar to uh, some years ago when Reader's Digest came out with their version of the Bible. 
It was like Cliff Notes. Yes, yes. And that's not going to get it. It's not no. going to cut it. No, it doesn't. God did not give us a Cliff Notes version of mm-hmm. his word. He did not. It is already extremely concise mm-hmm. when you think about how it would be if some man wrote it. That's right. Well, they just go, you know, volume after volume after volume after volume. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine if man sat down and wrote about the birth of Jesus or all of the things that Jesus did oh. in his ministry? No. No, we really can't imagine that. You know, even uh, John himself said in uh, his gospel account that if all the things would be written in regard to what Jesus did, the world wouldn't contain the books. Now, he was telling us, you know, very simply, I'm giving you the information that you need to believe in Jesus as God's son and to live your life accordingly. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. We have the most important book that has ever been written down in the history of mankind. Absolutely. It gives us the most profound instruction Mm -hmm. and points us in the greatest, farthest reaching direction with the most wonderful hope that mankind has ever been offered. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't need to do a hatchet job on it and just look at it in a piecemeal kind of way. No, we, and God didn't intend that. We really need to know what's in there from front to back. Yes, we don't need to try to just get a quick summary Mm -hmm. and our mindset should not be, hey, I wanna understand it fast. Mm -hmm. No, we need to really get in to God's word and try to drink in all of the richness Mm -hmm. of that teaching. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Now, with that principle in mind, let's begin to look at the death of Jesus on the cross, and let's begin to make some notes as to what was accomplished by the death of Christ. In John chapter 3 and verse 16, we probably read one of the most quoted and familiar of all passages in all of the Bible. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If we just read that one passage, what would you say was accomplished by the death of Christ? A whole lot more than can be communicated in just a thumbnail sketch. Well, yes, there really was, but you know, if you want a short answer to that, you would certainly come away from the verse understanding something about God's love for mankind. Yes. I mean, when you think about this, God so loved the world. And if we go to other passages, we know that God loved us even while we were sinners. Yes. God loved us even while we were his enemies. God loved us even while we were living ungodly lives. And he sent Jesus so that our sins could be atoned for. You know, that, that says just volumes in itself about God's love for mankind. And that's just one of the things we can get out of that verse. Out of that one verse. Out of that one verse. For God so loved the world. That's right. Out of that one verse. There's a whole lot more just in that one verse <laughs> that can be is. fully 
comprehended and appreciated mm-hmm. in just a, a short little, you know, summary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just, you, you've got to get, what was accomplished by the death of Christ? Just think of that. Think mm-hmm. of God's love. How could you explain, how could you compare the love of God to anything we experience today in this world? I don't know that we possibly could. Uh, you know, that kind of love is not something we see around us. We have nothing to relate it to. We don't have that experience. God sent his son. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about a son on the same level as we would think of our sons in this world today, in our mm-hmm. physical families. He sent God the son. Mm-hmm. He sent deity. Mm-hmm. He sent an eternal being mm-hmm. to this world to become man to die on that cross. Yes. And in doing that, of course, Jesus himself had to give up, at least temporarily, his place in heaven. All yes. the glory, all the splendor, all the honor that went with that. He had to take human form. Mm-hmm. And, and as the Hebrews writer puts it, be made in a physical form a little lower than the angels even. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, in Philippians chapter 2, Paul talks about Jesus emptying himself. Yes, yes. And we, I, I don't think we can possibly fully grasp the deep meaning in that particular phrase. I don't think so. Because we can relate mainly to physical things, mm-hmm. finite things, things of this world. Yes. He emptied himself. He was in heaven. That's right. And he left heaven to go to that cross. Mm -hmm. Well, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 3, and let's look at verses 8 through 11. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. The manifold wisdom of God is demonstrated in the death of Christ. Indeed. The manifold wisdom of God. Now that's, that's a statement, that's a descriptive kind of phrase that, that we would not use mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. in our entire lives. <laughs> Could be. It's just not, you know, one of those commonly used kinds of expression. Right. And yet we see the manifold wisdom of God shown or demonstrated in the death of Christ on the cross. Yes, we do. God is so wise, he is so all-knowing, that even before he created mankind, and I think that's what we get from this particular text, Mm -hmm. he already could foresee that man was going to sin. Yes. And because man is not just an animal, not just an inanimate being, not just a hunk of matter that is animated, because God created man in his own image, in the image of God, with a spiritual essence. Mm-hmm. 
a capacity for moral understanding. Yes. God knew that once man entered into sin, there was a moral price to pay, a moral consequence mm -hmm. that man could never pay on his own. That's right. And so God already had the plan in mind mm -hmm. to take care of the need that man would have for forgiveness once man entered into sin. Yes. And that plan, at its centerpiece, had Christ going to the cross. Indeed it did. God, in his manifold wisdom, his abundant wisdom, he already had the plan to send Jesus to the cross. That manifold wisdom was demonstrated in Jesus dying on that cross. Mm -hmm. Let's look here at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verses 6, 7, and 8. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. God's plan for man's salvation was accomplished through Christ's death on the cross. Mm -hmm. Now, this was a defining moment. This brought the possibility for everything to change in the reality of mankind from mm -hmm. the spiritual perspective. Yes, it certainly did. Man was lost in sin. Mm -hmm. And now God had taken that step in his manifold wisdom to give man the opportunity to be forgiven of his sin, mm -hmm. to be brought back into that right relationship with God that relationship that was there because of the fact that God created man in God's image. Mm -hmm. The death of the cross, uh, the death of Christ and the cross was necessary to accomplish that end. You know, we've, we've spoken about this before on the program, Gary, and uh, other lessons and other series we've done, how sin, when it first manifested itself in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, changed everything. Up to that point in time, Adam and Eve had not known a world where sin existed. That's right. It was totally not present. So when they sinned, it changed everything. Things changed again when Jesus came to this world in the form of mankind and went to the cross and died and paid the price for the sins of mankind. Once again, he changed everything in that he gave humanity the opportunity to be forgiven of their sins. Yes, just an incredible understanding. Mm. Well, our time is up for today, so we need to stop. We'll come back and pick this up again next time. And we want to encourage our listeners to be sure to tune in and follow along. This is such a pertinent, such a central study of Christianity. We want you to be in on all of it, and we do want you to contact us and ask for that free Bible study as well. Why don't you call or contact us right now?